Welcome to this Duty Talk podcast. It is your real estate podcast where we discuss how to invest in real estate and can investment in real estate seamless as much as possible. I am your host, Hamed, and my host here today is Ibrahim Ojeride. Ibrahim, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, today is another day and it's snowing real bad out there. And uh, we want to say everybody to be careful uh, while you're going back home or you're going to work. Uh, today, the weather is terrible and um, there are a lot of cars, vehicles sliding off the road. We definitely want you to be safe. And as you get home, tune up to do the top podcast, learn and grow with us. So anything concerning real estate, that's what we do here. Today, we want to talk about a very fantastic topic. We are not here to scare you. We just want to educate you about this topic. First of all, I want to remind us that Real estate, it's not get-rich-quick scheme. We've always been saying this. You have to put in the work, and real estate will take care of you if you are consistent and dedicated. Be passionate about it. Do it and learn as you go. Today, we are looking at a topic. It is a foreclosure and how homeowner can navigate and be able to get out of it without, without with or less harm. Without or less harm, I should say that. So, yeah. So, I want to start by saying foreclosure typically is when a borrower or the owner of the house stop paying their mortgage. There are a lot of factors. There are a lot of reasons why this may happen. But that's the bottom line. If you stop paying your mortgage for a long period of time, they say it's like 90% or 99%. The bank will try to foreclose the property. Before I get into what may cause that foreclosure or what may trigger that individual to stop paying, because there are a lot of factors, there are a lot of reasons. But I wanted to understand that foreclosure is not like no bank is out there trying to just foreclose your property. They are trying to get their money back. That's why when they foreclose, at least to recover whatever amount they can get. Because the fact is, a lot of times they don't get their actual money back they probably get less than what they, what they are anticipating. So so foreclosure is not a sweet game for them. So now let me go to how this, this terrible incident, because it's terrible for a lot of family when it happens to them and very emotional and it's very demoralizing and very devastating for everyone. And we don't pray for that. And so we just want to tell you that this is something you need to be aware of. That way you can find a way to avoid it or when if, if it eventually happened to you, there's a way out. So let me start by saying these factors are something that sometimes it's hard to control. It's hard to, to really see it coming sometimes. And there are some that you can control it. I'm going to go into four major ones. There are a lot of it, like I said. But I want to go into four that Sometimes it's very hard to control, but you coming to, like you learning from us today, you can find a way out for sure. But without you having the basic knowledge in real estate or how to navigate foreclosure, it will be tough and it will be hard for you to, to kind of get away from this. So the first one is unemployment or sudden job loss. Now, unemployment, I mean, in the U.S., if you are you are Andy or you you have some 
just high school degree or diploma or GED and you are ready to work, you can control that because averagely the unemployment index is very low in the U.S. So my point is there are a lot of jobs out there. So you can control that. Now, the sudden job loss, that might be a big one for some individuals just because if I'm working in a big company and I'm a specialist, I'm a professional that I'm getting high income and I have a lot of responsibility because I make a very decent amount of money and technically I'm living almost to the standard of my income. We don't support that on Do The Talk Podcast. We, we prefer and we've always been saying that we have to live in a way where you have cash flow, you have assets, you have savings, you have all that. Well, anyway, for this explanation, I'm just going to focus on this foreclosure uh, stuff. So if you live to like way beyond, I shouldn't say beyond your means, but you are living almost, you are leveraging out all your income on your vehicle, your house, your amenities in your home and everything. Now, and there's a sudden job loss just because of the company feels like they don't need you no more or the economy is not doing well. It might affect you because not only that you have a mortgage to pay, you do have a car to pay, you do have a other bills, other responsibility, other commitment that you've involved in. Before the job loss, that it wasn't a problem because you're making good income. Now, because you're a specialist, because your job is kind of well-designed where it's not just everywhere. You cannot just see it everywhere. You have to, it's a process. You have to apply. You have to go to some training. You have to show some certification. It might take you some time to get another job that will pay you up to that level. Now, because of that, you'll be behind on your, you might be behind on your mortgage. I mean, we are painting a scenario here. We are not saying you in particular. We're saying this may cause someone to be behind on their mortgage. And with mortgage, after three months, if you don't pay your mortgage, they'll send a letter out to let you know this is 90 days. It's like a one in 90 days, you know, in general. They send a letter out. And after that, they will send another one the next month to let you know, okay, now it's getting serious. Now we have to go to another stage. Okay, so before you know it, within three to six months, the lender will call the house to to go pre or start the real foreclosure. Now, another thing that might cost it is, and this is out of anyone's power, which is disability. Someone who is healthy, hardworking, dedicated, and everything, and one day you're driving, and it might not even be your fault. Somebody, a trailer or semi just ran into your car and all that, and God willing, you survived it. However, that individual is maybe paralyzed or something. That one is tough. It's hard to really control that. Okay. That individual, because he or she does not have a mortgage insurance, I don't mean PMI. I mean, like, there's another. I don't know if he's actually there, Like a third party insurance that you can join. You can participate in where you pay every month. Those kind of insurance might help you in this situation. But let's say that individual does not have it. After the same three, six months that I talked to you about, the, the lender will try to call the loan to foreclosure or pre-foreclosure just because 
they are in the business of lending money. They are not really an hospital or anything. They, they, if you have a disability and all that, they'll give you some grace. However, they still need their money back. Okay. So medical bills. The same, you kind of walk in hand. Someone who has disability may have a lot of medical bills. And those medical bills, it might come to a point where you feel like, I'd rather get my medicine, I'd rather buy my drugs to be well than worrying about mortgage. After all, property is just property. My health is more important. So all those very critical and unforeseen situations might put someone into foreclosure. The next one is divorce. This is very, you know, emotional and all that, you know, divorce can be so, you know, very disturbing and it, it can destroy the family and everything. It's very demoralizing and all that. So divorce is very large and complicated. But my point here is that during divorce, it, it, the, the family may stop paying their mortgage and, and the bank will call the loan to be foreclosed. I mean, the property to be foreclosed. Another one is sudden relocation. So let's say you work in New York, things, things are going well. All of a sudden, the company was sold or about to get sold to another company. And that new management is streaming. The team is streaming everything down. They lay you off. and Or when you foreseeing that this company may not be for you and you have to relocate to another company or you've applied in another state, you got relocated. You got a good offer and you relocate to another state. However, you've already purchased a property in that state that you were living before. Now you want to sell that property. However, you couldn't sell it because you bought a house in the wrong location or the economy is not doing well or you bought a very best property and kind of hard for you to find someone to pay the premium price that you paid for it just because things has changed. So that may affect you. And the fact that you have to pay mortgage in the new place you're going or you have to pay rent, it's like you're going to be doing two at the same time. Because of that, it might affect you. So, and the bank, still after three to six months, they will start calling the loan deal. So what do you do in that situation? So, you just have to work with the bank and see how you can Ahmed, so I've listed out those factors that might lead someone to foreclosure or pre-foreclosure. Many people are saying, okay, well, all these things that are listed, it sounds like it might be out of one's power. I just give an example. Someone might be driving and a semi ran into that person and all that and disability pops in and, you know, so... How do you think people can get out of this situation? Because it's very terrible and there's always a way out. We know that. So we would like you to educate us on what people can do to get out of it or to navigate this. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for enlightening us on, I mean, some common ways that people are finding safe and as a result of that, leading to uh, a foreclosure on their most valuable assets, which is their home. There is a saying that when you have a home on your on your head, like a roof on your head, that you, your secret is secure, like, right? 
because a lot of people will not know what is happening to you. If you don't want them to know, they won't know. So this is a most valuable asset that a lot of us have. However, it is also at risk when we have any financial issue going on. And it is very, very crucial that we understand how we can pull ourselves out of that situation because knowledge is power. I've worked for closure leads for some time now. And a lot of time, do you know what happened, Ibrahim? When they get a pre-foreclosure letter, which we call list pending letter from the bank, a lot of people just abandon their house and they just walk away and go. This is really, really bad. Maybe because they don't know what the consequence uh, of that is. But yeah, that's where education and listening to podcasts like Do The Talk com- comes in to feed us all this information so that when these issues happen, it happens, it happens to anyone. It has happens to the best of the people. So don't think, oh, this is my fault or blaming yourself for things. All we have to do is to find a way out. The number one thing to do if you have any loan due is to pay it off. Yes, th- that is basically what got you into the situation in the first place. You didn't pay. That's how you get there. But if you can pay, the number one thing to do is to pay. Where would the money come from if I have a financial issue? Number one is getting a personal loan on some other assets that you might have so that you can pay that off to bring the areas to current. Uh, Another thing is family and friends, explaining what is going on to them and whatever they can raise for you so that you can bring the, the money back to the account, back to current. So paying off. The bank, areas, the mortgage is number one thing to do when you are in foreclosure. But that is not the, the, always the answer to people's problem because they have been pushed to the wall. That is why they even get default. So they can't even afford to pay. So what are the other options that is, that is available? Just like you mentioned earlier, Ibrahim, banks are not in the business of real estate. They are in the business of lending money and making profits off of that. So banks don't want your house. They do not. I've, I've worked for closure. I've seen people that work for closure for years now. I can tell you categorically that banks don't want to take your house. Because when you turn over your house to banks, now the grass, it's now their responsibility. The electricity is now their responsibility. They don't have staff for that. The staff they have, is to take care of money. They don't have staff to go and mow your house. They don't have staff to go and make sure the light is on. They don't have staff to go and make sure there's no trash in front of your house and they're going to get citation from the city. They are not ready to be doing all that. So all they want back is their money. How can you go around making sure you get back on track if you cannot pay? Like I said, the number one option is to pay the money back. But how can you go and making sure you get back on track if you don't have that money? The number one thing to do is to reach out to the bank. There's a program in, the, in every single bank that do mortgage lending. It's called loan modification. It is called loan modification. So when you call them up, just like credit card or any other loan, when you call them up and you explain what you are going through at the moment, and they've seen your history that you've always, always paid. They will be willing to work with you 
and modify that loan for you in such a way that you will be able to continue the payments. Loan modification comes with other criteria though. To be able to do loan modification, you must have a job. Because if you don't have a job, how are you going to pay? Even if they cut that money from 3000 to 200 you might still not be able to afford it. Why? Because you don't have a means of income, right? So the number one rule for loan modification in bank is to make sure that you have a job. Okay, let's say you are a very high income earner, a CEO in a company that is making $80 or $100 an hour before. Now, you have, for you to be able to feed your family, you have to go and get a job at Amazon where they pay $20 an hour. That is five times smaller than what you have before. All what you need to show the bank is, okay, I'm not where I used to be. This is where I am right now. This is my paycheck. And they are going to modify the loan that you have to accommodate your present situation. So they will make sure that the amounts that they are going to be giving you now as your new mortgage payments is going to be at least half of the payments that you are making right now. Let's say you used to make 3000 every two weeks. Now you are only making 700 every two weeks, right? In a month, you are making 1004 Your mortgage, they will moderate your mortgage back to a situation whereby you are paying 3000 before. Now you will be paying about 700 because that is half of the income that you are bringing home now. So loan modification will do that for you. The other criteria that you need for loan modification, I've stylishly mentioned one of it. The, you need like two times of the mortgage payments income. So they, they will work with you on that. You will need to show a proof of income. You will need to show them that you are actually working to get a loan modification on your mortgage. You will have to prove, also prove that you are not owing any taxes. So this is now an extensive scrutinization of when you are trying to get the first loan. Because now you have default on their first loan, they will want to scrutinize you and make sure they get the facts right this time so that you don't go into default on the second loan again. That is just what they are doing. They are not trying to ridicule you or try to belittle you. But what they are trying to do right now is to make sure they give you what uh, uh, a chunk that you can easily buy it, not something that will choke you again. So, but the scrutinization is going to be very, very thorough this time. Loan modification is like three times other than your normal loan. Imagine if you have closed on a house before, you will, you, will, you will know what I'm talking when I said normal loan. Until you close on a house, the underwriter will keep coming you know, asking for all, all this bunch of stuff. Loan modification, on the other hand, is three times harder. So imagine how that will be. So, but what they are still trying to do is to make sure that they are not giving you something, a tax that you will not be able to complete again. They are trying to make sure that they assess you properly. And now they are giving you a loan, a monthly payment that will be on your pay that will be according to the pay that you are getting right now. So that's, those are the things. Another one is you must not have filed for loan modification in the last a year or two years. So let's say you default on the first loan, you file it for loan modification, they modify the loan. 
If you are filing for the second one, they're probably going to de deny it. Because now they are thinking to themselves, yeah, okay, maybe you are just trying to cut down the payment of your law. So they will not do loan modification twice for you within the space of certain years. If it is like five years or more, life situations happen. So it, it, it might be that there's a death in the family, maybe a, a partner that is helping you to pay, now passed. Now you are back to square one, right? So things like that, they might accommodate it again. But we have to be very critical situation before they can reaccommodate loan modification again. They don't want to do it twice because they don't want people to be taking advantage of that process. So if I make sense, so that is why they don't want to do it twice. But I, I believe they still accommodate it if they find a need for it. So I believe those are most of the criteria when it comes to loan modification. If you are going through a loan modification, there is a lost mitigation department in every bank. They call, it, they call their department lost mitigation. Those are the people that are calling the shots on your foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, on the process, hiring the lawyer. Those are the guys that are call, uh, calling the shots. So if you want to speak to the bank, you're not just going to go uh, up front on the counter and speak to someone. Those guys don't know anything about your loan. The people you want to speak to that can actually help you when it comes to loan modification, that department is called lost mitigation. Every bank have a lost mitigation department. From West Vagos, Chase, Morgan Stanley, down to your community bank, they all have loss mitigation department if they are issuing out mortgage loan. Another thing is, this is kind of controversial. Some people call this fraud in real estate, but it is an option. So don't quote me on this. I'm not advising you to do it. I'm only giving you options that are open because some people call this mortgage fraud. So. My hand up and clean. <laughs> I just want to give you the information that I have so that it, it will be helpful for you to be able to make proper decision when you are in this situation. So this other one is to file bankruptcy. So there is a chapter seven, I believe, and there's a chapter 13. You need to talk to your lawyer when you want to do this. I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to give you more details into it than what I'm telling you right now. But if you file a bankruptcy, that can defer foreclosure. Hear me. It's not going to stop it. It will delay it. It will give you more time. Let's say you are looking to, okay, this is happening around October, November. And you know, by January, you'll be able to file your tax return, get some money, pay the pay banks. You can actually use this to defer the process of foreclosing on your house in November until January. You usually delay it between 60 to 120 days for you to gather yourself together. And if, if you are a good lawyer, you might be able to use it to actually stop the foreclosure. If they know what they are doing, that is a big if. But this tool is there for you to actually delay it until you can get the, pay, the money that you can use to pay the areas or finish working with the lost mitigation department of the bank 
to be able to get you back on track of payment, on payment, right? So that is a tool. But like I said, I'm not an attorney. I'm not here to give you any advice that you need to go and get for an attorney. But that is a tool. You will need to consult with one or consult with someone that do real estate that have the knowledge of foreclosure. Like I said, I used to work foreclosure. So if you come to me and that is the route you want to go, I will refer you to some attorney that I've worked with that can help you. But personally, I do not advise it because it can be categorized as a long mortgage fraud. So moving on, I've mentioned two things, three things actually. Paying off by getting some bridge loan, borrowing money from your 401k, getting a loan from your friend, your family. Those are the option number one. Option number two is to reach out to loss mitigation department in the bank for loan modification. Loan modification needs to start 30 days. That is one thing I missed on that part. It needs to start 30 days before the house is actually going to be foreclosed on. If you are within that space, those departments have the, the power to deny your application for, for loan modification. So your loan modification, let's say the house is going to be foreclosed on, uh, what's today? March 16. Your deadline is today. You need to put in that application today. Give them 30 days to work your application so that they can pull, uh, pull that and make sure they go through all the process, assess your situation again and stop that foreclosure from happening. Right. So you really need to give them this 30 days time, because if it is within that 30 days, they, they, they might not even consider looking at the application. They don't want to waste their time because they might not have enough time to actually process your application. So they might deny you right from the gate. So please, if you are facing foreclosure, speak up immediately. Speak up when you get the letter. Don't delay things. Don't wait till two weeks, three weeks, one week. The longer you wait, the more tighter your option becomes. That is what I want to point out there. So we discussed reinstating by getting the loan from family friend. We discussed loan modification. We discussed filing a bankruptcy. Sorry. <laughs> Another option is to actually sell that house. Sell the house. You sell it. Call a real estate agent. You can sell your house as is. You might be like, oh, I have to fix my house up. No, you don't have to. There are people that will buy your house as is. There are people that buy houses cash. That might be an option. This is where wholesalers solve a lot of problems. People always come after wholesalers. Wholesalers are this, wholesalers are that. And some wholesalers, the way they play, it's not fair to, to homeowner. But at some point, wholesalers always save the day when it comes to this end. Real estate agent can do it as well. So call an expert up. Let them assess your house. Even if you're not going to get a dime after the transaction, it is better than your house going to foreclosure. Even if you're not going to get a dime, give those money out, pay it. Even if it's just 2000 for you to go and get another house to rent and live for now, it is better than your house being foreclosed on you. Before we get off today, we're probably going to talk on the disadvantage of house being foreclosed on your name. So we're probably going to touch on that, but I don't want to deviate from what I'm talking about right now. So you might have to reach out to these guys to be able to sell your house, which is option number four. You are four. 
you, we are emotionally attached to the house. We, I am too. I am emotionally attached to my house. When I'm driving in, into my driveway, I'll be looking as if someone is trying to steal my house. So this thing happens to everybody. No, it is not just you. But at some point, you might have to let go. You might have to let go and cut your losses because that is actually better than you getting foreclosed on. All right, let's move on. The very, 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 very last one is something that a lot of people don't know about. But do you know that you can actually did your house to someone and they will catch up your areas and they will keep making your payments. This is called, called creative financing in real estate. These guys will come in, assess your house, give you some money to reestablish yourself, your life again, something you can spend until you get another job. Take over that mortgage that you have. This is no assumption, by the way. Take over that mortgage, the exact mortgage that you have in place and they start making payments on your behalf. Well, what is the benefit of this? You will be asking yourself, why would I give my house to someone for free? This is actually, by the way, not for free. They will give you some money. But try to think of it. This mortgage that you are default on, these guys probably already re report this on your credit score. And now your credit is probably like in the force of threes, right? So this is good. Because these guys will catch up the areas as well keep making the payments, which will bring your credits from the threes back to six or even seven. Right? So this is good in that regard. Another thing is they don't have to foreclose on you. The banks don't have to take the house from you. And this is saving you a lot of stress. Like I said, I'm going to go back to why it is not good to be foreclosed on. But for now, those are the five major ways you can escape foreclosure. There is a lot of technicality today. There's a lot of nuances today. You need to reach out to experts that knows more about it to be able to walk you through it. The little information that we are going to give you within the space of this one hour is not enough for you to tackle it. We actually need to sit down and assess your financial situation and what is going on and what will be the best route for you. So please and please reach out to real estate agent. Reach out to Ibrahim. He is a broker that is even well invested in Indianapolis. He knows the market very well. He will be able to advise you on the best route to go. So reach out and you know, we can discuss this. It is a very emotional topic. You can see me going a little emotional too because I've worked with a lot of people and I've seen a lot of situations, a very diverse situation that leads people into this. So nobody's going to judge you, but the earlier you speak of, the better it is to conquer this, the more option you have. When it gets closer and closer, then your option becomes tighter. Then you don't have option that to sell. You don't have option that to, because the loan modification is not going to work anymore. So the earlier you speak up, the better it is for you. So Ibrahim, I know you, you discussed earlier the things that can cause foreclosure. How can people actually prevent this from even happening in the first place? I want us to go back and just talk about that before we actually talk about the consequence of foreclosure on their record. You admitted if you are 
Thank you for that. So actually, I forgot uh, I'm muted. So this is a very complex topic because it's, it involves emotion and someone's manhood or, or, or lifestyle and everything, because it's like when an individual is going through this, it's like everything is falling apart. That's how it is because a house that you've been living for some years now and you have all your, the, the roof is actually to house and cover your family and everything now, foreclosure setting and it, it's very devastating. So, so how do you have, avoid this? How do you kind of prevent foreclosure? So there are a lot of things that will help you so that you don't run into this. And as I mentioned earlier, there are some stuff that we cannot control as well. But the truth is that we have huge controls. The, 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 the rate of control that we have is way more than the unexpected and uncontrollable factor. For example, I mentioned that somebody may be driving and running to semi and everything and all that. Okay. First of all, let's look at how many people ran into semi like that, that something happened to. And use that ratio to compare people that they are okay, nothing ran into them. It's just life situation. When you look at the math or look at the ratio, you realize that the people that run into semi issue are very little. The percentage is very low versus someone who is okay, is healthy and everything. But he or she still face this problem. Where am I getting to? This is where I'm getting. I'm trying to say that we have a lot of control over our life. I'm not talking about death here. I'm talking about financing, talking about how we manage stuff. Okay. So the first thing is we need to save, save, save. If you make $10 an hour and you are not able to save 50 cents or $1 from that $10, it will be hard for you to save when you are making $100 per hour. Even if it's 10 cents, 20 just create a habit of saving. Some people, they will tell you, okay, if you save to one level, use that money and invest. And when you invest to a greater level, you don't have to save too much because now the investment is like a saving as well. Because if something happens, the investment is like a leverage. You can use that to get out of some trouble. For example, we are talking about foreclosure here. If someone has a property, the private resident, and he or she has stopped paying just because of something, or maybe the, and you already invest in, let's say, real estate, and now you stop paying your normal property just because of the market is not good for you. Now you have two properties or three properties or four properties that you can actually sell one of it to balance off the debt on the other ones just because of your equity. We don't encourage we don't encourage sale or, or, or do any kind of business that will affect your long-term goal because we believe in, uh, in, uh, in uh, holding your property. We believe in equity. We believe in the power of leverage. But I'm giving you an example to let you know that when you actually invest in real estate or invest, you save and invest, it can help you during the rainy days, okay? So save, save, save. The second one is to invest that savings because when you save a lot of money, when you get to a point, you are losing that money. 
if you just keep it in a savings. It's better you invest that money so the money can multiply. And when it multiplies, it's like, and hopefully you invested in something that is producing cash flow, like money is coming in. Let's play the same scenario with someone who is suddenly become disabled. That person, let's say the person has five properties. Person has one he is living in with his family. Four other properties cash flowing $500 a month each. Okay, that's $2,000 that is coming in. Okay, cash flow after the maintenance, this, that, 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 that. Cash flow $2,000 a month. Now, this person mortgage, worst case scenario, okay, let's go to the worst one. The person mortgage is $2,000. Okay, so now, this person couldn't work. However, he's getting $2,000 cash flow every month. If you look at, if you do the math, he is not in a safer side. However, it's still better than someone that has nothing. Because now, the $2,000 can cover the mortgage. However, we call that over leverage because now the $2,000 is exactly the same thing with the mortgage. Now, let's say something happened then he might be in trouble. But at least this person is better off than someone who has no investment, who has nothing. And in that, you know, in that, if, if such a person run into the same incident, he won't be able to pay at all. But this one has 2000 that is coming in. And by the way, if this person should be able to get like social security or disability or all that, it's like all those extra money is just going to be like a, extra one that this person can use to make sure things are going well for him and his family. So investment, it's really big. Like you have to save and invest that money. And by the way, I'm just giving you a normal and just basic scenario because if I want to give you the real, real, like the possibility of saving, the power of cash flow and everything, it's possible that this individual I'm talking about has like 10, 20 properties because he has he or she has invest, invested a lot and now he or she does not even have to worry about the $2,000 because the cash flow that is coming is about five, ten, twenty thousand. It can be any amount. But I intentionally use the same 2000 just to let you know that even if it's the same amount of money, you are still better off than someone who has nothing or someone who keeps his or her money in the bank just sitting there of course, that same individual will have like the 10000 or 20000 to pay the mortgage for a few years and that's it. The, the, he or she will run out of the, if it's $2,000 a month, that's like 10 months, that's it. But mind you, someone who has investment property, getting $2,000 cash flow, getting equity every month, is better off than someone who just keep the money in the bank. So, my point is, save and invest your money. When you do that, if there's a high chance, that will help you during the rainy day because we all don't pray for this, but things happen. Now, how do, another one, how do you get out of, no, how do you prevent this? It's to learn and learn and learn. I may just mention some stuff, some other ways to get out of foreclosure or to even prevent it from happening. If you have learned that, okay, you have to save your money, you have to invest your money, then you are 
like two steps ahead of people that don't know or any of this. Because now you, you've learned to save, you've learned to invest. Knowledge is power. So those three factors will boost you and probably prevent you from running into foreclosure. Another thing is you have to be very responsive. When I mean responsive, when you see your bill, you know something happened. You know you can't pay next month. What do you do? Very careful and responsive. Call the bank, talk to them, let them know, okay, this is what's going to happen. I, yep. I couldn't pay this month because of this, because of that. I just lost my job. Right now I'm working towards another job. Or they call you that, okay, your payment is late. And talk to them, pick the pick up the phone and let them know your current situation and tell them your plan. What are you are doing to prevent this from after the late payment, what you are trying to do to uh, make the payment and also prevent uh, any late payment, any further late payment. So you have to be ready to pro you have to take responsibility and make sure you are very responsive. Another one is to so this one is not really foreclosure, but it's still part of the what we are talking about. You have to, let's say you couldn't pay your homeowner association bill. Let's say you couldn't pay your, your local taxes, your property taxes and all that. You have to really call them and let them know. Because HOA will not really foreclose your house, but they will auction the house. It's still similar, but at the end of the day, what they are doing is they want to get their money back. So some demographics, they, they don't run too, most of the time, they don't run into a lot of foreclosures, but they run into auctioning just because after they pay their mortgage, they feel like it's done. That's it. There's nothing else to pay besides mortgage. However, the HOA is still something you, you are required to pay. So make sure you pay all your bills. That's the first solution. That's the first thing you have to do. That's the easiest way to get out of it. Pay your mortgage. However, if you couldn't do that, you have to take one of the steps that are made already outlined because those are the steps that will get you out of the problem. Ahmed. So yeah. what is prevention of... Foreclosure, it's not that like there are no too many options, but to save and invest and spend your money right, technically. Because you can be investing your money. However, when the cash flow comes, you're wasting the money. Then that means you are not really leveraging your money well. You are not using your investment income properly. So my point is that you just have to save and invest and use that investment right. That way you don't run into this kind of problem. There's one more thing I, I did not mention, sorry, is to live according to your situation. It's still kind of work with like save, save, save that I'm talking because if you don't live according to your situation, you won't be able to save anyway. So at the end of the day, whatever we make, we have to utilize it very well and see how we can make the best out of it. We have to be able to increase our, uh, our income by Either invest in it, save it, no, save it and invest it so you can get a better cash flow. So, Ahmed, now, what are the consequences? Let's say someone has been working, he or she 
uh, did not save, he or she did not invest. Now he or she has run into foreclosure and he or she, instead of following the normal route, he or she ignored the bank letter, stopped talking to the bank, being irresponsive and all that just because he or she is scared or not knowing what to do. What are the consequences? Absolutely, Brian. Thank you for advising us on how to even avoid getting into foreclosure in the first place. As easy as as it sounds, it is something that it can get to a point that you look back and be like asking, how do I get here? And this is not to say you are someone that mismanage your fund. It's, it happens to the best of the people. You will, you will be surprised how many people that are getting into this situation and you, you see them driving nice cars and all that. They don't want to be there, but life happens. People lose their job, divorce, partners. I've seen people whereby they just, they buy their house together and all of a sudden the partner just be like, you know what? We promise we're going to be paying this together, but the way you are behaving right now, I don't understand. The partner just walk away. Things like that happen. So it's sometimes it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. It's just that when life happens like that, we have to respond to it. Yeah. And part of that response is what Ibrahim mentioned. As simple as that is, you will be surprised how many people are avoiding banks call which is what you need to do. Even before they call you, you probably need to reach out to them and get yourself back into telling them what is going on so that they are aware, they can note it down and they can work with you when the time comes. So there are things that happen. A lot of people just think, okay, they're just going to foreclose and take their houses from me and that is it. That is not it. If you know what is even after that, you probably will not even let the foreclosure go through, which is what I'm going to be telling you now. There's a very severe consequence for defaulting and getting foreclosed on. There are severe consequences for defaulting and getting foreclosed on. So that's all. The bank is just going to take the house back and that is it. it that is not it. For good seven years, for good seven years, you will not be able to qualify for any mortgage loan for good seven years. Seven years might look small to some people, but when you are actually within that seven years and you want to make life move and you can't, that is where you're going to know that, okay, that seven years is a lot. For good seven years, you will not be able to get a car loan. Literally any loan. Let's just put it that way. For good seven years after foreclosure, for good seven years. So now this is where it gets really, really crazy. You might think, okay, they're just going to take their house back. Then I'm going to run back to their apartment. For good seven years, you will not be able to qualify on an apartment. Your name will not be able to show because no apartment will give you their house knowing that you just default on the loan that someone trusts you with. So it's not just that, oh, it's just going to happen and that is it. No, that is not it. That is why I say when life happens, talk to people so that you can walk yourself out of it. You probably will be able to keep your house if you respond in a timely manner. You probably will be able to, to, to retain your house. 
So another one is some jobs, when they see foreclosure on your record, this, all this is for seven years. They are not going to even hire you. So you, the, the, coming from a financial hardship, going into not being able to qualify for mortgage, qualify for car loan, be able to get an apartment, not be able to get a job, how are you going to be able to pull out? So it's not going to just be they taking back their house. It's going to get worse from there. That is why it, don't even let it happen. It is better for it not to happen. And if the worst case scenario comes, I'm going to tell you a simple way to get out of it now. After this, let me finish this. For good seven years, build collectors. People, because now the bank have to cut their losses, they're going to sell the, all the remaining loans to collectors. Those collectors are going to be <laughs> calling you day and night because they want to make their money back. They already invest in your loan. So these are severe, in my opinion, to some people in my not, in my opinion, it is a severe action that I wouldn't want to go near. I wouldn't want it to happen to my enemy, not to talk of myself. So, Easy way is you can actually deed the house back to the bank. They, we call it deed in lieu of foreclosure. Instead of them foreclosing, you, know, you deed the house back to the bank. But like I said, we are all emotionally attached to our houses. So it is not something, it is not a decision that is easy for us to make. And especially... When you are solving your home problem, it becomes a lot harder. But when someone is solving your problem, it becomes easy because they can take in their right mind full concentration. They are not being, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, I'm, I'm default on this loan as well. I've, I haven't paid my bills. They are in their right mind. We are probably not in our right mind. If, if I'm in foreclosure, I will be terrified as hell. I will be very, very terrified because it's a very terrible situation to be. Nobody, I don't even pray for my enemy. But this is some real life situation right here. People go into foreclosure, everything. You will be surprised. There's a reason why we are doing this today, actually. There's a reason why we are doing it. So you will be surprised how often this happens. But when they happen, knowledge is power. If you know or you work with someone that knows, like I said earlier, Ibrahim sells houses every time. This is what you do. He can help. He, he, he have the resources to call on, to help when these things happen. That doesn't mean, okay, I'm calling Ibrahim to sell my house. No, that is not it. You are not calling him to sell your house. You are calling him for him to advise you. On way forward. Right? So these are real life situations that, like I said earlier, this is not to judge anyone. It's, it happens to the best of the people. You will be surprised. Kind of people that this happens to, but when life happens, it is better to share knowledge with people that knows, people that are I've never experienced foreclosure myself, but guess what? I've worked with tons of people. I've, I've been I've been in foreclosure. 
there are people that we have been able to help out and there are people that we just have to tell them, hey, man, let's say this house, get the little amount you can get and run with it. So this, uh, let me quickly run through the five methods that I mentioned earlier. The fourth one is actually getting a uh, you know, personal loan, your friend, family, to actually pay, bring your loan back. The second one is to reach out to lost mitigation department. Every single bank that do mortgages have lost mitigation bank department and do a loan modification. Bankruptcy, I do not advise it. It can be categorized as a mortgage fraud, but it is a tool you can use when you are in this situation. Number four, call an agent, call an agent, call an wholesaler, call people that can actually sell this house for you and give you some cash to go and set, set up your life. You don't want to find yourself in this situation again. Another one is creative financing. People are going to take over your loan and make payments on them and bring your credit back to life. So those are the methods you can use quickly and get yourself back on track. Ibrahim, any final word before we go tonight? Yes. So, I mean, you've said it all. Just seek out, seek help from people that are less the professional. If you see an investor, seek out because the truth is that it's better they buy your property and you get some money, you go your way, the bank goes their way and nothing affects your credit. Your ability to buy another house is not embittered or destroyed just because you are responsive. I intentionally and I purposely mentioned that word because responsiveness, it goes a long way and it's going to help prevent or even lessen the, the terrible disaster or the terrible aftermath of foreclosure because when you are very responsive you will be able to reach out to people right away and see how you can get help before your house even get foreclosed yep. okay the good thing is you are watching on do the top podcast you have two great men here ahmed is an investor he can tell you exactly what to do there are some situations it depends on your financial situation it depends on your, the equity you have. It depends on how quickly you want to get out of this. But I'm pretty 100% sure he will tell you a way to get out. Like something that works for you and it works for you in your situation. So you have to reach out. I mean, how can they reach out to you if they want to reach out and see how uh, they can get yeah, out? Uh, yeah, you can reach me 317 uh, 2407T75. Quickly, before I go, also my handle is on the, is on the screen, official Ahmed Lawab. This is a very critical topic. Yes. Please go back and watch the full episode and also share this with your friend. You never know who is having this talk never. time. You never know who will be benefiting from this. Share this video with your friend so that they can know, they even have the knowledge the, it doesn't matter if you are in foreclosure right now or, or not. not. Mm -hmm. If you have the knowledge, when the time arrives, the way you will respond, it will be different from someone that doesn't know what to do. Definitely. Definitely. So please and please share this. Ibrahim, if people want to reach out to you as an expert, if they are facing this kind of issue, how can they reach you? Yeah, they can reach me at uh, IBRotos. Just go there. You can DM me on Instagram. Or you can email me, Ibrahim at ibrotos.us. Pretty easy. Just reach out and we can go from there. Absolutely. Guys, until next week, peace. Take care. Yeah.